Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glickson with my tag team partner, Matt Story, and we're going to save it. We're not going to say anything. We're just right, going to talk right. about the NFL. Yes, yes. It's, uh, it's the opening of the league year, and that's the news of the minute that we're going to discuss. So, Le'Veon Bell to the Jets, Antonio Brown to the Raiders, Odell Beckham to the Browns. Yeah. To you, what has the biggest impact? Uh, it's a good question. Um, I mean... Well, here's what I'll say. I, I don't think that it's Bell because I don't think running backs no. are a big impact. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll be a, a good for them. And, and you know, uh, I mean, a, a guy of his talent who can catch passes and things like that. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the easiest answer there, you know, and, and it's the one that people are jumping on, is Odell Beckham to the Browns. And you and I have kind of talked about the Browns, you know, a couple times in the last couple months already. You know, one of the last times we talked, we talked about, you know, expected to see them on prime time more and certainly – this only adds to that, and it adds to the expectations. Um, you know, for the first time since, I mean, maybe for the first time since the franchise restarted, um, they're going to have legit high expectations going into the season. And it'll be really fascinating to see all the elements, you know, a, a very big personality at quarterback, obviously now a big personality in Odell Beckham. The Kareem Hunt um, you know, circus. Kareem Hunt story, when when and if he'll he'll be eligible to play. Um, you know, a new coach who's got a, a little bit of a swashbuckling type of personality. Uh, you know, it, it will be it will be interesting. Uh, you know, regardless of what they do, they will they'll be interesting. They could go uh, twelve and four and be interesting, or they could go four and twelve and, and be interesting for that reason too. Um, so I, I mean, I I think you go with that one. Because it does give them now, you know, I mean, if healthy, and he hasn't been healthy the last two years, but if healthy, you know, a top five probably receiver in the league, um, you know, a game breaker to go with Jarvis Landry, who's not really a game breaker, but a very rock steady, you know, possession receiver, old college teammates there at LSU, they, they you know, played together before, um, and now you got, you know, you got Nick Chubb, who had a great year, maybe Kareem Hunt for some of the season, uh, David Njoku's a good tight end. You got a young quarterback who obviously looked good. I mean, a reason to be excited about Cleveland. And that hasn't been the case a lot, you know, in the last 20 years. The current iteration of the Cleveland Browns, the post Baltimore move Cleveland Browns, yeah. uh, have never won a division. The last time they won a division, Bernie Kosar was the quarterback. It was 1989. <laughs> wow. um, and, and one, one trip to the playoffs, right? With, uh, yeah the Tim Couch, Kelly Holcomb year when they, when they had a big lead at Pittsburgh in the wild card game and lost it. Um, and that's it, you know, and then that's the, that's the one when I said, you know, maybe the only time, because after that season, I remember the next year, they, they came in with some expectations, you know, Tim Couch had a pretty good year and he was the number one pick. And obviously they did not build on those expectations. Butch Davis got fired a couple years later and, and, uh, you know, it's been a, a you know, revolving door of, of coaches and quarterbacks and GMs and just about everything you can imagine there since. So, um, you, you know, it, it feels like they've got something positioned, you know, and, and they're, and it feels like they're closer of those three teams that, that they're closer to having something 
but the NFL is a, is a weird place, you know, when it comes to thinking you know what a team's going to be from year to year. Outside of the New England Patriots and what they've done for two decades, you know, you just don't know. I mean, you go in down on a team and, you know, two years ago, uh, nobody had any expectations for the L.A. Rams. And what did they do? They won the division and the second year in, the, in this, you know, run, they went, they went to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, so you just never know uh, who's going to be good and who's not. It seems very hard to predict from year to year in football outside of New England, obviously. One thing that the Browns do have going for them is last year the receiver who was supposed to pair with Landry was Gordon. And right. for, for all of the things that Odell Beckham brings, he is a gamer. He shows he up, is. and when he is yeah. healthy, he plays. And, you know, I think pairing him with, for all intents and purposes, probably one of his best friends in the league with yeah. Landry, yeah. you know, is good definitely going to help. Yeah, yeah, and, and maybe taking him out of the New York circus will be good for him too. I mean, there will be a lot of attention on him because he's a star. Um, you know, the NFL is not a uh, – it's not a big city – league like the nba maybe is um or used to be at least uh you know you don't have to be in a big city to be a star but certainly his star grew exponentially because he played in new york and he had that circus one-handed catch there as a rookie and it just put him on the map and uh, you know the hair maybe being the hair sure yeah i mean the hair has become you and i discussed that as we were traveling this year how many uh, you know, kids have that hair that has become the, you know, the go-to look, you know, when, when we were kids, it was, you know, uh, dreads or cornrows and the, the Odell Beckham, I don't even know what you'd call it, but you know, the, the half blonde, half not blonde, uh, whatever it is, has become a tremendously popular hairstyle. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's become a star and he's going to stay that way, but maybe being outside of, of New York, um, where every move you make is dissected by, you know, 15 radio stations and 10 newspapers and et cetera, et cetera, may help him a little bit. Well, and as we talked about, for how starved, absolutely starved Cleveland is, you know, they will yeah. love him just they will. for being Yeah, there. yeah. I mean, he, he, will, uh, he will be embraced. And, you know, now it's a – it's a fan base that's used to losing and used to misery. And, you know, if they get off to a, a one and four start, uh, you know, you'll, you'll see the misery come back, but uh, there'll certainly be a lot of optimism. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was the one, I guess that was the most surprising too. I think we, we knew Le'Veon Bell was not coming back to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Obviously after last year. And, and it's certainly the writing became very clear on the wall for the last two months that Antonio Brown was not staying in Pittsburgh. Um, the Odell Beckham one, you know, was kind of, you know, Jay Glazer predicted it about a month ago and a lot of people jumped on him, you know, uh, there's no way they're going to trade him. And then all of a sudden they did. Uh, so it was the, definitely the surprise, but you know, a lot of movement, a lot of, uh, back and forth, a lot of somewhat big names going to new teams. Um, uh, you know, for, a for a, uh, free agency season that was like kind of, you know, greeted with a yawn a week ago. It's been really busy the last seven days or so. Yeah. Um, not for nothing, you know, the Giants end of that trade, they they picked up a couple picks and yeah. Jabril Peppers. Uh, the funniest thing I saw online was uh, the Giants 
official Twitter was these Jabril Pepper highlights are fire. And somebody <laughs> retweeted it and or and commented, they're really trying, aren't they? Yeah, you know. They are. They are. <laughs> I mean, team, team accounts are, are uh, you know, great at that. I, I remember it was uh, three, four weeks ago when the Suns were in the midst of their franchise record losing streak. And I ha- I'm going through Twitter and I see, you know, just one of those random tweets you see, you know, the Suns account. You know, with you know pictures of guys warming up and you know locked in was their was their you know caption. I'm thinking uh, locked in, they've lost like 16 in a row. They're not locked in, uh, but you know I guess that's what you got to do uh, when you work for the team. You got to try to put a spin on it. Yeah, well, you're now, not allowed to just tweet present like it's right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, now I will say this. You know, we tend to do this, and and in football especially, you know. Team loses X, you know, fill in name, big name player, and it's, oh, what are they doing? It doesn't usually work that way in football. And, you know, the whole notion of the Giants and, oh, what are they doing? Well, one, they haven't really been any good with Odell Beckham. So the argument I guess I would make is, uh, you know, is it really hurting them by getting rid of him? It's Um, it's picking up pieces if the idea is you're really going to rebuild. Right. But if you're really right. going to rebuild, don't you tell Eli, hey, look, we're going to have to cut you if you don't retire. Yeah, I mean, and they're not, they're not doing that. No, I mean, they're bringing him back. He's doing his, he's they, do his bonus signed, on Sunday, and, and yeah. apparently he's going to get it. And, well, and they just uh, signed Golden surprised. Tate to a four-year, $37.5 million deal. Now, now I like Golden Tate, you know. I do too, but he doesn't. That, he doesn't help a rebuild necessarily. I suppose not. I suppose not. Uh, I, although I mean, you I, know, you, uh, sorry to talk over you, but you don't. Tear, no, okay. I, you know, you don't tear it down to the studs. I was listening to some people talking about the Browns, and one of the things that made the Browns better this offseason is that last offseason they signed Tyrod Taylor, traded for right. Demarius Randall, did these things so that this right. offseason they could. Show people, hey, free agents come yeah. here. We we're trying to win. We're, yeah, you know. yeah. You still have to feel the team, and and the NFL is not like the NBA where you're, you know you you tank and you get a high pick because that high pick's gonna, you know, you you get a great player if you're picking in the twenties. We see it all the time. I mean, you know, the, the the truly great player doesn't always go in the top five like you see in the NBA draft most of the time. There's exceptions, but the majority of the, you know, really great players in the NBA are very high draft picks. That's not the case in football. You have to draft right, not necessarily high. And and so, uh, you know, I don't I don't necessarily think it's that bad of a move for them. I really don't. I mean, Odell Beckham's a great player. Um, you know, Jabril Peppers is, is not as good as Odell Beckham, but, you know, a solid safety who can start in the NFL. You get another first-round pick, so now you've got two, which – Maybe if you want to get a quarterback, you can use those to move up, or you get two first-round picks, and you can continue to you know add to your defense, uh, draft another you know good offensive lineman. Maybe I mean they drafted the Hernandez kid last year from UTEP, who was was pretty good. Um, they well, traded for volume, Kevin Zeitler as know, part of this trade. You, you, uh, you know, when you're, your point is well taken about the fact that you can find you know very talented guys yeah. late in the first because. Yeah. Okay, great. Now, now you've got two lottery tickets instead of one. Right, you know? right. You know, and, and I mean, and not even just for obviously this one, they get a first and a third, you know. But, I mean, you know, we see it. Starters are, are 
third rounders, fourth rounders. They need to be starters on your team if you're going to be good. So the first round gets a lot of attention, and I'm guilty of it as much as anybody. You focus on who's going to go in the first round. You watch Thursday with tremendous interest, but that's not where teams are made up. You know, teams are made on Friday and Saturday. Uh, you know, building your depth, giving yourself, you know, starters that maybe aren't going to be pro bowlers, but are good players for you. And maybe are pro bowlers. I mean, we see it all the time. There's guys who are picked in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, undrafted. So I just don't think it's that bad a move. I think the knee jerk, you know, same for the Steelers. Oh, uh, they lost Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. They're going to go, you know, down the drain. I don't think they will. I don't know if I, I said this to you, but I thought it. To me, the Steelers are, are next year's Seattle Seahawks. Everybody's going to think they're going to be going down the drain, and, and I, I wouldn't be surprised they make the playoffs. Because, you know, losing a star in the NFL oftentimes doesn't mean you get worse. Sometimes it does, but lots of times it doesn't. You know, it's not the NBA. Well, and the other thing is, okay, losing Bell, they, they played last year without him. So they that doesn't matter right. at all. Right. And That's a net zero. Yeah, yeah. They played without him last year. You know, and Brown is, is a great player. There's no arguing that. He's, he's a tremendous player. If he keeps putting up the numbers he's putting up, he's going to the Hall of Fame. But he's on the wrong side of 30 now. He is. And he is. they have Juju Smith-Schuster. pain. Uh, you know, he, that's the other thing. You, so, know, you remove that. Somebody made a point, and I thought it was kind of funny, that he did what Carmelo Anthony should have done leaving the Nuggets. He just became such a problem that the that whoever they traded him to didn't and they didn't have to give up a lot to get him because he was such a malcontent. So they didn't have to empty the cupboard at his new team. True, true. Now, granted, you know the Raiders don't need you know picks because they blow them. Right, exactly. And they and they got. I mean, it's a good deal for them. You know, third and a fifth for a guy who's been you know statistically one of, if not the best receiver in the NFL the last five years, is a steal, it seems like. But, you know, again, I just I just hesitate when we grade NFL trades right away because, you know, I just could see three years from now Antonio Brown, you know, had maybe one good year for them and then, you know, fell off the table and the Steelers turned that third and the fifth into a pro bowler and a solid starter. And it's like, wow, you know, the Steelers actually did pretty well for themselves in that trade. So I just kind of like want to reserve judgment. I know we can't do that in today's world of sports takes and all that, but you know, I, I don't know. I I'm not sold that this was a terrible move for them to get rid of Antonio Brown. Like, you know, it's too bad things fell apart, but I think they did what they had to do. And now you can just go forward with maybe a little less drama, a little less circus. Um, and, and that will do them a world of good. I think. Well, and if there was a team in the league who you would bet on to find a good receiver, wouldn't right. it be the Steelers? Smith-Schuster, Sanders, Martavis Bryant they turned into a receiver. I mean, they found Antonio Brown. Antonio mm-hmm. Brown was, what, a fifth-round pick? Mm-hmm. Perfect example of, of you know what we're talking about where you can find depth and you can find stars late. He was a, a fifth-round pick from Central Michigan that, you know, when he got drafted, did anybody even notice I mean, you know, I'm sure that when they drafted him, it was greeted with a, ah, yeah. And his first couple of years, he, he returned punts and didn't do much. And all of a sudden, he became, you know, they, they coached him up. And, and yeah, you're right. I mean, in the Roethlisberger years, they've had a ton of, you know, good receivers. Heinz Ward, Toxico Burris, uh, Santonio Holmes, 
Emmanuel Sanders, you know, Antonio Brown. I mean, they, they've not struggled to have good receivers. So, yeah. Well, and I mean, and you got to believe Smith-Schuster is going to be a right. one, a, com- a, a, great, a very competent a great one. player the last couple of years. A great year last year, yeah. I mean, so, so yeah, I mean, you've already got another really good one. Um, you know, maybe you find somebody in the draft. It seems to be a pretty good receiver draft. I don't know how many will go round one, but there's a lot of intriguing names, you know, that you could probably get on day two. So, you know, maybe you, maybe you got your next Antonio Browns for a lot cheaper and a lot less drama. Who knows? Is he going to be that good? I mean, that's a high standard, but you know, but if you, know, you find again, a Antonio two, Brown wasn't that in 2010. If, if you find a guy who can step in and be a two, you're in great yeah. shape because right, you've got right. a one. It, it's, you right. know. Right, you know, so yeah, I, I just, I'm not sure that it's it's disaster time there, but, you know, I know, you know, it's easy to look at and say, well, boy, they, they you know, got, they lost two great players, and you're right, Le'Veon Bell was already lost, you know, you can't lose what wasn't there, um, he didn't play for him last year, so losing him is, is not really anything notable as far as their team from last year, Brown is, but, you, you know, you go forward without him, and you remake your team, and now you know Roethlisberger can maybe get away from some of the the drama. I mean, he'll he'll create drama because that's what he does. And I like Ben Roethlisberger, but he always finds a way to create some drama. Uh, but maybe it'll be better for him too to you know get away from the circus a little bit and and just just play football as much as he possibly can. As we continue our tour of the AFC North, uh, Earl Thomas and Mark Ingram to the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. Couple, uh, couple interesting signings. Um, yeah, I mean, and and I'll, I'll say this, you know, the Earl Thomas signing, a good good signing. I think he's, you know, he's a really good player, maybe a Hall of Famer for what he did in Seattle. But why didn't they just keep Eric Weddle? Couldn't they have kept Eric Weddle for less money than they gave Earl Thomas? Yes, and I, without, just, without the I, broken leg that ended your right. season. Right, and about the same age, I would guess. Weddle's uh, a little probably, older. Probably a little younger because he came out of Texas early mm-hmm. and probably hasn't been in the league quite as long. But, you know, yeah, Thomas has been injured the last couple of years, last two or three years. He's had injury problems, um, you know, and Weddle was, was you know, probably, yeah, he's getting older and a step slower. But I mean, it didn't hurt their defense last year. They were one of the best defenses in the NFL. So I, I don't know. I, I saw that and I thought, you know, like. If you want, if you're going to cut Eric Weddle, you'd think that was a move of like, okay, we're going to invest less money in the safety position. We're going to spend that money somewhere else. And then they spent like the same amount for longer term on Earl Thomas. I was kind of surprised by that. A guy who Seattle basically hung out to dry last season. They did. They um, did. Uh, you know, I mean, it was it was smart business for them. Oh, I agree. And, and smart business for him. Like it's one of those things. Like it just you know. Their paths diverged. He wanted to make some money for them. You know, he'd been injured and, and he got injured again. And I can see why they didn't, you know, give him any extra money. But it's, I mean, it's, that's the NFL. Things often don't end beautifully when, you know, even a good relationship goes bad eventually most of the time in the NFL. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was bad ending. Um, you know, hopefully they'll mend fences down the road and he'll, you know, he'll come back for the Super Bowl reunions and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, good, again, good for Seattle, I think, too, to move forward. Like, he was the last piece of that, that you know, defense. And that, you know, historic defense. They they won a championship, probably should have won another. 
but it had gotten old quickly and and gotten very dramatic, you know, full of full of drama. And they moved on last year, and it's you know it's it's best to part ways and you know wish him luck at his next stop, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, are there other moves specifically? that you want to get into, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to say that, uh, the Packers participated in free agency. Yeah, they've been active. Yes. Yes. I saw that. Yeah. Two yeah, edge what'd rushers, you, what'd you think? two edge rushers, a safety and an offensive lineman. I like the yeah. safety signing the best. The edge yes. rushers gets us away from, an, uh, having to feel like we need to draft one with our first right. pick. Right. Um, and, one of the guys they got was from the Ravens, right? Yeah, Darius Smith or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah they got no. two Smiths, both playing edge rushers. Right. So, right, yes, um, and Adrian Amos from the Bears. I saw. Yeah, the who one replaced him with uh, former Packer Haha Glenn Dix. I see. So it's it's a, just a trade off, I guess. If you're a believer in the fan Twitter being a good indicator, <laughs> Packer fan Twitter loved Haha Clinton Dix going to the Bears. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that he was not appreciated in his time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, he's pretty good. He had you know a solid half a year with the Redskins. I know they they were interested in bringing him back. Um, I mean, he's not you know he's not Ed Reed or you know somebody like that. But you know, a a solid enough player. Um, Again, you know, you kind of look at that and think, well. Couldn't they have just maybe spent the same money or similar money to just keep Adrian Amos? But maybe not. Who knows? I mean, there's always the devils in the details on these contracts. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, you know, I, I, they have been active. I noticed that. I'm sure that was a change for you because I know they welcome. were famous for their for their lack of free agency signings and things like that. So the, the one, I guess, that I, you know, was a, was made official today and kind of went back and forth and wanted to see what you thought. What what do you think of Teddy Bridgewater staying in New Orleans rather than going to Miami? If you're going to pay me seven-plus million dollars to back up Drew Brees, I'm taking it because I'm probably not going to play. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's playing the long game for him, and it could not – it may not work, but – you know, at the point of his career he's at with the injury and, you know, having not played, you, you may only get one more chance to be a starter. Miami's not going to be very good. I mean, they, they've kind of signaled, like, they're not going to come right out and say, we're going to try to lose. But they're not, you know, they're they're building something, hopefully, for long term. They're not going to spend a ton of money to get, you know, 8-8 eight and eight this year, which maybe is smart. Um, and so going there, I just, I think, you know, they're probably going to draft a quarterback, and you can just see they'll struggle, and they'll bench him, and they'll put the rookie in by you know week seven or eight, and that may be it for him getting a chance to start. So, I, I, to me, I think this is is smart. You know, he, there wasn't a great amount of opportunity. Take the one year deal. Maybe Breeze retires, and you've got a chance to be the starter there next year. Who knows? And if he doesn't, maybe there's a more active market next year. These things come in cycles. This year. There wasn't a lot of teams that were looking for a starting quarterback. You know, they're just you haven't seen much movement. You're not going to next and, year well, could be different. And Nick you know, Foles must, to Jacksonville was pretty much known from right. the moment the season yeah. ended. I mean, really, I, I looked at it before the end of the year and kind of you know in my own mind went through and thought, you know, okay, how many teams might change starters? You know, get rid of their starter, and I only came up with six, and one was New York, and they. 
decided not to with, you know, Eli Manning. One was Tampa. They kept Jameis. So they didn't. So got you down to four. Washington, who made the trade for Keenum. Denver, who made the trade for Flacco that necessitated the trade for Keenum. Jacksonville, who got Foles. And Miami. That's it. So there, there wasn't a lot out there for him to go to. And, and so I think, you know, you, you push the ball down the road. He's only 26. He's not that old. You know, be 27 next year at this time. He'll still maybe get a shot somewhere else, if not in New Orleans. This is, um, this is from Bill Barnwell. This is what he wrote on ESPN, and, and it's yeah. funny to me, so I want to share it. Okay. At the moment, there's technically one starting job open, and it's with the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. The Dolphins haven't officially cut Ryan Tannehill, and they might keep him around, given that nobody seems to want their quarterback spot. It's funny. I thought that yesterday. I mean, before – so, you know, yesterday, Tyrod Taylor, the news comes out, he's going to the Chargers, which I was surprised by. You know, I thought he might make sense in Miami. But he goes there, clearly, to be the backup, obviously. At that point, you know, the Bridgewater story was, was like, done. He was going to the Saints. And I even thought, is Miami going to end up just keeping Ryan Tannehill? Is this going to be like, like you know, for years it was San Francisco and Alex Smith? You know, every year, like, well, they're, they're probably done with Alex Smith. And then they keep him because they didn't have any better options, and neither did he. And, and finally it worked. You know, seven years in, they got Jim Harbaugh, and he had a really good year. You know, everything turned around. He was good. He ended up having a, you know, a nice NFL career with the Chiefs and all that. Uh, and it, it almost feels like, yeah, that's where we're going to end up maybe is them just keeping tan- – like, you know, could you see them just going to him and saying, hey, let's restructure your deal and – if you want to stay around, because he's not going to get a better opportunity to start yeah, anywhere else. Look, you'll get to start. <laughs> right, right. You know, I mean, so I, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, there's, there's not, uh, there's not. I mean, unless he's content to go be a backup somewhere, you know, the best opportunity for him to see the field as a starter is Miami. And who else is out there for them? I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of backup names, but uh, unless they're going to draft somebody and start them from day one. Which maybe they will. Um, I mean, I suppose there's always the Josh Rosen possibility, which is still hanging out there. If if the Cardinals trade him, but uh, outside of that, there's there's not a real good like starter option out there. Man, unless you're going to bring in a you know Ryan Fitzpatrick or a H.J. McCarron or somebody like that, who you know is probably not really a starter, but just a band aid for you know going to a rookie mid midway through the season or something like that. Yeah, and if that's what you're looking to do, you might as well first check with the guy who's been there right. and say, right. like, here's here's what we think we could sign Ryan Tannehill or AJ McCarron for. Yeah, yeah. Will you play for that amount? If so, yeah. you can play. And if yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, you know, it is kind of trending that way. They've not gotten rid of him, even though in everyone's mind they have. He's still part of the team, and, and there's not a lot of other options out there. Uh, I was surprised by Tyrod Taylor. Uh, you know, not a bad spot to go. You know, Chargers are a good team, but, you know, Phil Rivers is, is incredibly durable, um, and it doesn't seem like he's, you know, near retiring. Uh, you know, he's, he's older, but he's not. it's not like he's, you know, this is his last year or something like that, so... I was a little surprised by that move. I thought he would take the opportunity to be a starter somewhere, but I guess not. You know, I guess he was he was content to make good backup money and see what's out there in a couple of years, maybe. Yeah. 
Well, and Phil Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, Drew Brees, they're, they're probably the next line of guys who – would you be surprised if this is their last year or if they have, you know, one no, more year? No, no. I know? mean, you know, I think they're both they're, – well, they're all, um, you know, getting – getting on that stage yeah yeah i mean obviously they're all in their upper 30s breeze is 40 um and so yeah i mean you're you know maybe he maybe rivers plays just one more year although i know he said he wants to you know he wants to play at least through the first year of the new stadium um which is you know still one more year away uh so uh, you know taylor signed for two years i I was surprised by it. I mean, again, you know, no, not to insult him. I just, I was surprised by the move because with Bridgewater, you kind of get it. He was there last year and he liked being there and you feel like, you know, okay, maybe this is the place I want to stay. And, you know, but to go to a new team to basically accept a backup job, I was surprised by. Yeah. I guess the last one for me that I, I want to get your take on is uh, the Anthony Barr saga. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he pulled the old uh, Josh McDaniels. And, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Know, it's not official yeah, till did. it's official, so he's out. And no, back, with, I mean, and back with the Vikings. That's the thing with that, you know, tampering window or whatever they, uh, you know, officially Agent call it. Agent contact window. Right, <laughs> right, which is, is, you know, somewhat laughable because, you know, part of the – Part of the rule is, you know, you're not supposed to have specific contract terms, and yet there were dozens that were coming out as far as what they were going to make. So that I don't even know why they bother. I mean, to me, I, I kind of feel like, you know, just just let people sign right away. Like, what's the what's the deal with that? I mean, the NBA used to do that too, and they've done away with it now. I think where like when free agency starts, it just starts. You know, mm-hmm. there's no there's not a negotiating window, but you can't sign. It just starts. And I kind of think, I don't know why you do that, except maybe to have conversation for a few more days. I guess that's maybe the reason. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's within his rights to change his mind. And, you know, uh, in, in a way I can see the rationale, not necessarily the rationale, but the, you know, the human side of it. You think, well, gosh, you know, sometimes you make a decision. And then you think about it a little bit, you think, boy, I think I've made a bad decision. And, and it, it sounds like that's what he did, and he wanted to stay where he was. And, you know, I get it, but but it's uh, it's it's a little dirty pool as well. Yes. And that's, you know, not unexpected, I guess, no, that, no, that I something mean, it, like it, this would happen. I. For my own personal rooting interest, I was hoping that Barr would leave the Vikings. And <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's uh, yeah. It was a surprise, but but it shouldn't be because there's always uh, something like this that seems to happen every year, where you know it's like uh, somebody fails a physical or or a team gets cold feet or the player gets cold. Wasn't it uh, a couple years back that Frank Gore was was going to the Eagles, and then that fell through. Uh, you know, he, he never actually signed with the Eagles, uh, you know, so, so there's, there's something like this every free agency season. And this was just this year's version, I guess. Frank Gore, you know, another, moving on to a, another stop. Yeah. yeah. To Buffalo. Just keep the tour going. You know, he belongs going. in Buffalo. He, he's a, he's the kind of running back who should love finish him. his career in Buffalo. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, just I've said this before to you a, a remarkable career 
Um, given, you know, the injuries that he had in college, the fact that, you know, you would have been surprised if he even played in the NFL. Now he's going on close to 15 years now, still productive. Uh, you know, had a, had a good year last year till he got hurt in Miami. Um, you know, and I think, I've told you this before, I think the Hall of Famer. I don't know if he'll get in. It'll be interesting when the time comes, but the, the numbers certainly would support him being a Hall of Famer. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know. I mean, he's not a he's not a guy who you know. I heard somebody say that this you know just this signing cycle you know like he's got his incredible numbers and yet you know it's like if you had to say like what was his signature moment in the NFL or what was his signature season or game or whatever you don't really have one but just consistent. He's just a guy who Good. would rush for between seventy five yeah. and one hundred and ten yards a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just very consistently good. Um, you know, never, never, you know, an MVP, never had a season like, you know, LaDainian Tomlinson or Sean Alexander or some of those guys that set records, uh, never ran for 2,000 yards or something, but but just consistent good play at, at a position that honestly hasn't given us a lot of that in the last, you know, 15, 20 years. A guy who, who's done it year after year after year for a decade plus, you don't see that much anymore in the NFL. Guys, you know, they're 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 shooting stars at running back. They're you know, they burn out quick. They're good for three, four years and then they're gone. Yeah. And it you know, it's gonna be interesting. We talk about how we're gonna have to grade receivers and quarterbacks for the Hall of Fame on a different curve. Yeah. Running backs is almost gonna go the other way. The other way. Yep. Yep, I agree. I mean the the numbers are coming down. For running backs, you know, they're going up for quarterbacks and receivers. And, you know, the stats are crazy. But, yeah, for running backs, and that's why I think Gore will get in. Because, you know, by the time, let's say he retires this year, this is, you know, maybe this is last year, he comes up for, you know, induction in 24, 25. Uh, you know, by that point, I think, you know, you're not going to see very many running backs even getting close to where he was career-wise. He may not be a first ballot guy, but I think he'll get in relatively early on in his eligibility yeah it'll be you know it feels like the days of the Ladanian Tomlinson type numbers over prolonged periods are going by the way I mean even like even the guys like Todd Gurley in the midst of his good years there was a clunker right you know right yeah well and he's, he's already got you know injury concerns and I mean Zeke Elliott been in the league three years. He has he had a great rookie year, really good third year. Second year wasn't very good. You know, so do you trust that those guys in five years will still be top top line players? I don't think you can. I mean, they're they're really good right now, but year to year, it's it's questionable at running back. Whereas quarterback, you know, you see, uh, you know, the young the guys like you know Mahomes or whatever, and you think, well, yeah, five years from now, he's still going to be really good. Barring barring a major injury, he probably will. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that Gore did is having all of this without, you know, Hall of Fame offensive linemen right. or right. Hall of Fame quarterbacks around him. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I mean, maybe none. I, you know, I, I guess, who knows? I mean, you know, maybe Andrew Luck will end up being one and he did play with him for a couple of years. But yeah, I mean, certainly not very good quarterback play in San Francisco most of his career. Now he was there for the the hardball years with, you know, Smith played well and Kaepernick played well. Um, but neither one of those guys is going to the hall of fame. 
Um, and, and yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's just been consistently good. I mean, I think he's the fourth or fifth all time leading rusher. So to me, he's gotta be a hall of famer. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's a Curtis Martin who also got in the hall of fame deservedly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not really anything that jumps out like the one magical year he had or the one incredible game or Super Bowl or whatever, but just the consistent great play gets you in as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think that's right. Any other signings or trades that we need to delve into? That's all I can think of for the moment. Yeah, I think we've, we've touched on the major ones. Obviously, there's been a ton. I mean, you know, there's a, a different report every day, but I think the you know, the biggest ones are kind of settled down now. This is always how it goes. You know, you get that first first week, and then, then you start to have the, the, the bargain shoppers that pick up good players, but they don't make a lot of ripples in March. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then here we are six weeks. It's draft time, so we'll start to turn our attention there. Got to do our quarterback breakdown here sometime soon. Very soon. Um, we'll also break down what's effectively second free agency uh, when all the teams make the cuts to account for right. the first round of signings. Right, right. <laughs> exactly, yes, yes. But uh, we will be back at a time TBD. Until then, yes. he's Matt, I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.